What would change? What would change if you understood the unique motivations of everyone on your team? What would change if you understood the unique motivations of everyone on your team? I'm Dr. Rob McKenna, and welcome to the Wild Conversation, where we make the best thinking, not mediocre or pop psych stuff, is what I have there in parens, where we make the best thinking uh, in psychology, leadership, and organizational science accessible to leaders who are willing to learn and edit for their sake, and maybe more importantly, for the sake of others. And today we're continuing our series we've been in on building whole leader continuity and specifically motivating your team to adapt. So I had a big experience this last week, y'all. I had a big experience. I went over, I got on an airplane and I came out of my hotel room and I was a new client and I, the client's picking me up at my hotel. I walk out of my, I, the doors open and slide open and I peek around the corner and I don't know if any of you know this, probably may, many of you don't. I'm a huge Dodge Ram fan. And I see the back end. I just see the, 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 the half, back half of a truck. And I immediately knew what it was. I was looking at, about to look at a Ram TRX. All right. I was about to look at this. I was being picked up and my, the client is standing there in front of his Ram TRX. Okay. And, uh, and it was just an amazing moment black beautiful trx the raptor killer if you don't know what this is i apologize but the ram trx is the is the most powerful stock truck ever built 702 horsepower if there's one more powerful you can argue with me all day long it is a super truck um, and i almost started jumping around like a kid on christmas morning i was like it is it is powered by a Hellcat engine. Some of you are like going blank right now because you couldn't care less about this. It's a, it's a lost breed because it's, it's, a, it's an incredible just gas swallower. It's unbelievable. But it, I've watched YouTube videos and being a truck guy, I was just like this truck person in me is just, I was like a kid in a candy store seeing, and I've only seen 10 in real life. So I'm looking at one and my client's picking me up in one. And I saw him and the first thing he says, he goes, you want to drive it? <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. It's the funniest thing when you watch people on YouTube drive this thing, y'all, because when they hit the gas, it doesn't matter who it is. Even if you don't know what this is, they always video the person's face and they just go, <laughs> they just get this giant smile on their face because the, the, the sheer power in this very large truck is, is pretty amazing. And so it's like, and I can guarantee you, it would put a smile on your face too, if you got a chance to just, just drive one. It, it's, it's a lost breed. I know that. And one of, while some of you couldn't care less about what a TRX is, for me, it was a highlight of my week. And my deep passion for trucks is real, and it always has been. It's just, it's just the way I'm wired. Um, and so, so let me come back. <laughs> let me ask you this. So how do we motivate our teams to adapt? And what the heck does that have to do with a Ram TRX, the awesome truck? Okay. And here's what I want to point out. This is, this is for me was a kind of blew me away a few years ago. Each of us are motivated by different things. Each of us are motivated by different things. And motivation is, is bear with me now. Motivation, what the research would say about it is like the drive shaft in our cars and trucks. Um, it is, it is that like that drive shaft. It's the integrated connection between the power of our minds and spirits, the motor and our capacity to learn to grow and develop for our sake and for the sake of others. It's that connection between the motor, do you hear me? And, and, and straight to the axles and the tires that hit the pavement. 
Like the research is pretty interesting around this. Motivation is like that drive shaft engine. If you disconnect the drive shaft, the car has no way to make that connection between the power plant, the motor, and the axles that connect the tires to the road. But think about this too. The drive shaft looks different in different cars with different tolerances. It, looks, it has to look different. It has to be customized to that car. And imagine what changes when you begin to understand the unique motivations of your team. Imagine what begins to change. That the, the learning is elevated. That, uh, that people are seen. That agility is accelerated. And the engine begins to purr. And even imagine this, that, that even the most taxing people on your team who, are, who may be causing the most emotional labor for the rest of your team might begin to learn how to change, grow, and develop themselves or find a place where they can or find a place where they can. Everything begins to change. And I would say this, the whole leader development, for those of you that might be new, we, it's a process of seeing. In many ways, whole leader development is, is an invitation to come and see. And to become more deeply rooted and to even to, to change. Um, if you had a chance to listen to my TEDx, I did one in fall. It was just a really amazing experience for me. But if you did see it, you'll remember that there's a moment at the beginning where I asked myself eight questions. And then at the end, I invited the audience to ask themselves those eight questions. And the questions were based on everything that we know about leader development, about from, from several decades of research on how people learn and grow on the job, how people do that. But, in, but think about it, but instead of posturing them as eight things to do, which is so typical in our word, my world, my goal was to posture them as questions, as invitations to come and see. And let me, here are the questions. Here are the questions that I asked myself and I asked the, the people listening at the end. What would change if I knew why I'm here and what I should do next? What would change if, I, if there was purpose driving my next step forward? What would change if I was showing up better under pressure? What would change if I were applying the lessons from my past experiences? What would change if I knew my unique skills and competencies and also my blind spots? What would change if, you were, if I were surrounded by cheerleaders, role models, and, and people who give it to me straight? What would change if I were intentionally investing in the team of people around me? I know that's a lot. It's a lot of questions. And so, but I, here's my point. There was a question in the middle of all of those questions that was related to all the others. And the question was this, what would change if I knew what motivates me? And you know what? I, and I, I answered them during the TEDx. I answered them live. And what I thought immediately, and I, and I thought, I'm not going to prepare. I'm just going to see what comes to mind. You know what immediately came to mind for me? I would do those things. Do you hear me? If I knew what motivates me, like what would change? I would do those things. If I knew what motivates me, it would impact my response and my willingness to come and see the possibility in every one of those questions. And if I knew what motivates every one of my team members, think of how that might have an impact their motivation to come and see together and on their own even. And so because this is a wild conversation regarding whole and intentional leader development that is research-based and hopefully practical, let's talk about the most important things for each of us to remember regarding whole leader continuity in organizations and specifically motivations. Motivation. So I want to give you four things to think about with this. I'm going to, this is like a quick, quick review. First of all is this, motivation and understanding it 
is and still is and always has been one of the most powerful and studied concepts in leadership and organizational science. I spent a whole two weeks teaching this for every fall, like every fall, we spent a whole section on this. There's, you know, it's like, it's motivation is it's a, it's a deep, deep body of literature because everyone we know understanding that, that power train is so critical in understanding why is it disengaged? What's going on there? Imagine what it, it connects to. And so we know a lot about motivation. There's a lot of, there's a lot of very interesting research that's, that's, to be honest, very difficult to integrate because there's so much going on in this, whether it's goal theory or expectance theory, theory or base, basic behaviorism. You've got all kinds of things, or agency, self-efficacy, these things that some of you are aware of what these terms mean, but it's like, there's a lot of really interesting research that it's quite frankly changed the way organizations across the world think about motivating their people. Like it has, it, whether you know it or not, it's true. The, the second thing is this, long-term motivation Long-term thinking about motivation is about agency and an invitation to readiness. So it's like, it's more than just, let me motivate you in the moment. But what would it mean for me to see you over the long haul and invite people, it's inviting people into this possibility that they could change, or they might be able to find a place where they might be motivated to do so that may be elsewhere. Number three, motivation plays a huge role in learning because it's what unlocks the gate between my experience and my learning. I'm sorry, and the, the lessons that are available to me. There's one thing that's very interesting in, in the literature. So there's a connection between experiences. Experiences are powerful teachers and a lot of crucible experiences. And, and they teach lessons and competencies that help us learn these specific competencies and, and motivation and things related to it are the key drivers. That's like that drive turning between the motor and the tires hitting the pavement. And then the final thing is this motivation. And this, this is new. This is relatively new motivation, like most things, while there are general principles, is, is once again, this word that some of you have heard me say before, bespoke, customized to a person. And so while there are general principles that I'm going to share with you in a minute, the way that those principles work themselves out in each of our lives looks different. And that's what it means to invite someone to come and see their own unique, unique way of being motivated. So as you think about your team members, I invite you to think about their specific motivations to learn. Unique learning motivators with this understanding that, that our motivation to learn and the unique motivations of every member of our team is a game changer because it unlocks the gates and helps us understand each other and connects the powerful engine, that motor of our hearts and minds to the actions and change where the tires meet the pavement once again. And when I talk about learning motivators, I'm talking about focusing on identifying each individual's personal aspirations to learn that likely increase the ca capacity to do these things, to be more agile, to grow, to change, and even to be engaged, even to be engaged. This reinforces the possibility that learning agility and like just getting better at it is something leaders could be inspired to seek. And one of the tools in the Wild Toolkit is called the Motivational Learning Inventory. And it provides insight into an individual's inspiration to learn in hopes of providing developmentally, listen to this, uh, developmentally efficacious pathways. That's a mouthful. Meaning my belief that I could change. <laughs> you hear me? Like 
that it might, when we invite people into that, it actually might motivate me. I could, I could, I could actually, if I understood my motivations, I could actually change something. And I also want to suggest this, the motivation is not only an end goal. I think so often we talk about, is my team motivated? But it's a developmental process inside each of us that likely impacts everything. It's ongoing. It changes. It, it shifts. And so I want to describe to you, to make this a little practical, and just to give you examples, I'm going to, I'm going to describe to you the six learning motivators. They're inside the motivational learning inventory. And I want you to, to invite you to consider the one or two that, when working well, create a deep level of motivation within you to learn. Um, and I also want to be, I, I want to suggest this. So when I said there are general principles, I'm not saying that there aren't, there aren't things that we understand that most of us share in common. But what I would say is that the way that those, those commonalities in these, for example, these six works itself out is something that deserves an ongoing conversation. Okay. Does that make sense? So it's like, so that you think about it that way. So I'm going to describe these. And all I want you to do is I invite you to, to just listen and, and think about which one of these is that really deep driver of my, of my motivation to learn and to change. Okay. So that, that possibility. And it's interesting because as you think about that, then it'll give you an opportunity to think about the motivations of everyone on your team, like what, what that looks like. Okay. And, and adaptation is a huge part of that. So here we go. The first one is this. I'm, I, this is, I, don't really, I don't do this that often, but I'm going to give you six labels and be careful as I do this. So I do not want you to put yourself in a box because these change. Do you hear what I'm saying? So I wouldn't want you to go back to your children and say, oh, Johnny's a seeker. You know, be careful about that. It's more like in this season of Johnny's life. I don't know Johnny, but in this season of Johnny's life, right, is that that seeker part is something that's a motivator. And, and, and it's something that, that moves around and changes. I've seen my motivations change as I've used the wild toolkit over multiple years. I've seen it's been very interesting. I've shared it with our team that some of my motivators, my learning motivators have shifted because of the team that surrounds me. It's kind of fascinating. Okay, so here we go. The first one is seeker. You learn through your willingness to learn from past experiences, to receive feedback, and to stretch yourself through new opportunities and challenges. Got it? That's the seek. That would be like if you're in that moment where the motivation is seeking. So you're kind of learning through seeking learning. And some of you are like, oh, that's me. You connect that right now. And I'm just, I'm going to be, I'm going to be excited to do that. Okay. Number two, the strategist. You learn through your ability to apply what you know as an expert at some things. So as you apply your expertise, it actually triggers that learning, that, that drivetrain kicks in, and through your ability to think strategically about what should be done next and in what order. You know what I mean? Like some of you, like when you get a chance to think back strategically, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so engaged right now. And you probably have felt that before. Number three, the connector. You learn through your ability to relate well to others, build teams, manage conflict, and to work and lead through and with others. I know a person like this that, that many of you know or have talked to or heard, have heard speak before, um, who, who typically has main, remained fairly stable, Dr. Daniel Halleck, with regard to the connector part, that drive, that drive train for him. The receptor. You learn through your willingness to be obedient to a greater calling on your life. Like some of you, like in this season of your life, that, that, that transcendent purpose 
man, when I get a chance to dial into that, I'm just like, I, I can learn anything. You know, it's like, I'm just, I'm so engaged at that level. The next one, influencer. You learn through your ability to stay true to your principles, the values that define you and your willingness to wait and your desire to have a positive impact on other people around you. And I'll explain more about that one in just a moment. That, that, that chance to actually influence connects the motivation. Stabilizer. You learn through your willingness to take responsibility, to stay true to yourself, sometimes to even laugh at yourself, and to remain flexible while staying on track. So in these, if for, for folks like this or in this season, it's like this, the stability of that, kind of that stable presence, but also that willingness to take, it's kind of how you show up is a, is a key motivator to learn. So interesting. Okay, so you've got the seeker, strategist, connector, receptor, influencer, stabilizer. And as you think about those things, and we did research on these, on these different factors, and that's what it came from. And there's a lot of other people who've done some amazing work into this concept. What I would invite you to do is to think about one, maybe two of those. That you're like, oh man, that's getting, that's getting to something for me. And as you do that, even identifying one right now, now think about this. Imagine this. If, if you understood the unique motivations of everyone here on your team in this season, uh, it's, it's just a, it's a powerful invitation in the way that it connects into other parts of our whole leader development. Like when people use the wild toolkit, they start to see the connections between, oh man, those motivations are connecting to so many other things. My understanding of my competence, my, my motivations to, to invest in other people on my team, my understanding of the experiences that I need next that will help me to, to serve better in the organization where I am, but also where I'm excited to learn new things that it's connected to so many other things. I'll give you one example for me is that the, uh, I, I always, for, for several years now, as I've used the wild toolkit over multiple years and it has moved around like stabilizer has come onto my radar now, which is, is interesting for me. And I could tell you the story around that, but the one that's remained fairly stable is influencer. And I'll tell you this, I'm the kind of person where if you want me to learn something, here's how you can trick me into learning. Ask me to deliver something to other people like this. So quite frankly, preparing for this conversation every week just absolutely connects the drivetrain of my, the motor of my heart and mind to those tires. It's amazing to see that. And so and I, I wish it wasn't that way sometimes, you know, but, but it, the reality is that I get inspired by the possibility that I might inspire something in you and that helps me learn. So some of you might relate to that, but I, I imagine you each have your own story around those different motivators. So, so here's my point as we go into a, as we, as we just keep talking, I don't think it's not, it's not enough to think about how to build, build a motivated team. It always requires us to see the unique and differentiating motivations of each person in our organization. And I don't think it matters whether we're talking about the succession planning or everyone else, the people that are simply on our team that we're trying to invest in. Every person is motivated to learn and change for different reasons and in different moments and seasons of their life. Seeing those motivations helps us understand that what motivated us may not be what motivated them. So let's just, let's keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening to this wild conversation. To join our live wild conversation on Fridays, visit our website at wildleaders.org backslash wild conversation and subscribe to this podcast for regular whole and intentional leader development conversations. Have a great day.